0: Hello and welcome to the Lost Art Podcast. I'm Garen, I'm here with Paul. How are you doing? And this week we're going to be looking at Influential Women of Music or yes, Influential Women of Musk as it's spelled on my page. Um,
1: yeah, I don't know if we'd get much of an episode out of Influential Women of Musk, but music... I don't think so. Music, I reckon en- we could deal something with. Yeah. Endless list. Although Although it is an endless list. It's, it's an endless list that we could have to cut down to 10. Which is very yep. tough... It's hard, isn't it? Because you like yeah. with me. Because when I started
0: going through a kind of me list and throwing stuff in there, I was like, "Oh, well, like wasn't she influenced by this?" And like, how far back can you go? Back to yes, Eve. Yes, Eve I'm is the most
1: influential the, woman. <laughs> like, I'm glad you said that because I had the exact same problem, and I decided to go my own route. And I'm sure you did.
0: Yeah, I kind of, I kind of picked people who were influential in specific areas or for specific things and uh right, so we'll, we'll yeah. listen we'll see and and again there's going to be a volume fucking 49 of this yeah um uh, eventually there will be uh thanks to everybody who came up to me while i was working in the pub and told me that they like the podcast that's
1: that's, good. that's been it, happening a lot is, is it, it's actually fucking happening so interesting we shouldn't, we shouldn't be so pissy about we also shouldn't be pissing in people's ears that people aren't listening to it to the people who are listening. And we always do that as well. Oh most yeah, the ones who don't listen or, or don't comment, and the people, most of the people who are listening are the ones who always comment. and go, oh, "Great episode, lads! Fair play. That entertain me on the bus." And yeah, lines. it's it's, it's just good. it's good. It's good.
0: People hear. are out now as well, so I'm getting to meet some new people, and there's people coming up to me yeah. and talking to me about it, which is great. I, you know, t-
1: t- right? I love, I love the podcast. It's great. I hey, how's the podcast going?
0: Yeah, what? Fuck off. What type of questions that. What? how's it going What's, it's going like
1: uh, what do you mean all they're saying is i don't listen to that thing you're doing how's it going oh yeah it's what, going what is as well it as, it as that you you're not listening it? to it yeah it's going as well as you're not listening to it pretty
0: much yeah like it's still there isn't it you know it's maybe if people, you listen to it we'll make a few bob you can't.
1: like any oh yeah a few bob and that is there a uh, few bob making a few bob, no, yeah, no no man. not really, really? It's, uh, it's crazy but sometimes you do things for the love of it
0: pretty much just like uh, talking to me, pal about music and yeah. uh, listening to music and all that type of malarkey yeah. actually well, the, the way my life is, is, is uh, set up at the moment this is one of the only chances I get to properly listen to music so I, I know, will yeah, take it yeah. I will take I it
1: I agree. I have to agree. So
0: we will. So uh, maybe we just plow ahead with this bad boy yeah. bad girl, as it should be, with uh, influential women of music. was your bad girls. What you going to do? Back. What you going to do when they come for you? So do you like that? I,
1: yeah. Here's yeah, your first <laughs> this one. This <laughs> was very difficult for me because yeah. I had to, like, exactly like you said, and I'm glad you said it, where does it end? Where does the root of the branch and it's, it's, and, and what genres do you pick mm. and, and where do you come at it from? And if is the person who influenced the influential person more influential? Mm. So my head was wrecked. So I just said to myself, I just came up with this idea and I thought maybe some people will think it's lazy, maybe some people will think it actually makes more sense. Okay. I just went, holy shit, what women influenced me? Mm. That's yeah. the best and most purest way i can do this without yeah. bullshitting i think that's the only way i could do it as well as that i didn't have the time to be going in reading too much stuff i didn't know already true because i just was like okay and i had nina simone on the list and i was like so well, did I in my head simone, in my head exactly in my head i know she is one of the most influential women in the world hmm. and in music but i would have to Convince myself of yeah. so many things to do that, and I think it would come across disingenuous. Mm. So I literally went, Holy shit, you know what? This should be easier. We're always trying to do the best version of the thing, yes, that's worldwide. Like, who is the most, but it's, it, it, it's you can't do that in the time we have. Mm selection amount that we have so with all that waffle out of the way i just went you know i'm gonna make this easy on myself and maybe make it interesting and i'll be able to speak a little bit more passionately about it i think as well put Um, some
0: gusto behind it i think
1: so yeah so my first influential woman in music is wendy carlos and her music career started with the switched on back which is very fun very Mm. fun album of Johann Sebastian back pieces played on a Moog modular synthesizer very cool which was released in 1968 and it became like an unexpected hit commercially and critically and mm. it was fun it is a lot of fun right um, and here's the mad thing that I didn't know about it so I wasn't doing no research lads don't worry you get what you pay for for the four people left on Patreon uh, <laughs> no, there's, there's more than that <laughs> See, I'm doing it again
2: People like, back into yeah. it.
1: The recording was dragged out, right? Super time consuming because the instrument could only be played one note at a time. Oh fuck. They <laughs> had to record to note. Go back, wait, and hit the note again and change it and go back and hit the note again. Mental. So um I'd also like to mention at this point that women in synthesized music, it's a whole <laughs> it's a whole podcast on itself, which mm. I don't know if many people would be mad into, but it's really interesting. So I was going to talk about, instead of Wendy Carlos, I was going to talk about like Daphne Oram, who I've read a lot, an awful lot about as, um, she was like a super important person in the electronic music the history, like the whole history of it. And the first woman to ever set up her own independent electronic mm. music studio. You'll always see her pictured beside those big, ginormous computer machine looking synthesizers. Um, And then there was Laura Spiegel who, who, um, was seen, seen as like a pioneer in the New York music scene, in the electronic music scene. Um, and I, I liked the quote that she gave. This is always Maddy. Like there's a whole thing about women in synthesized music. That's always fascinating. There's so many articles on it, like Mm. nowhere. And I think I finally kind of figured out a little bit and this could, we'll come back to Wendy Carlos as well. Um, she said. Technology is a tremendous liberator. It blows up structures. Women were naturally drawn to electronic music. It didn't have to be accepted by any of the male dominated resources like radio stations, record companies, concert hall venues, and the funding organizations. That's really, really important. Mm. You're just there with your little computerized sort of machine. You're, it's 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 just this modular synth and you get to, to do it and it's just you and you. There's whether it gets out there like in wendy carlos's case with uh switched on back or not it, it's very very that's 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 the thing i love about synth in general you mm. can start in a bedroom exactly and it can explode you don't need the, the drums there's a drum machine on it um well that's what like i said sounds, one, you can do the whole thing yeah and, and like bedroom synthesizer music can
0: sound as good as like full studio synthesizer music you know what i mean it's the same machinery um it's just a yeah. matter of like how much time you're going to sit there and like put into the yeah. mix post. Yeah. You know, yeah, like yeah, what's coming yeah, out yeah. of that machine in your bedroom. It's going to be the same as what comes out of that machine in a fucking 10 grand yeah. a day studio.
1: Yeah, it's exactly. I mean, there's only so much well you can record it into the inputs maybe. Yeah. But um, those were the pioneers on the technological side of it and awareness as well. But in terms of being influential and inspiring, I think it definitely... Um, if I'm being honest, that I just went to what, what musically inspired me, yeah. and Wendy Carlos is the composer of the soundtrack for a Clockwork Orange*, *The Shining*, and *Tron*. It's, that's so, a lot, like. So, especially *The Shining*. *Tron* yeah. is not uh, as amazing as I remember. When I ever listened to it, I go, "Daddy, that funk's one savage." And I do love the *Tron* soundtrack. I just genuinely do. But *The Shining* is fucking *The Shining* soundtrack
0: is phenomenal.
1: It's great. It's *Clockwork Orange* is great as well. Yeah. So. I didn't pick a Tron song to put a thing I put on a Shining song
0: um, I remember playing well, at a Clockwork Orange VHS because it was banned in this country Eric. that's right I
1: remember getting it and I actually was so not disappointed with it do you yeah. ever get that feeling you're going to be disappointed with there this movie there was loads of them
0: there was loads was of band movies that you got that were just shy but that was amazing I rewatched it forever there was a little in George Street Arcade I think it's a toilet now but there used to be a little shop It was, like, down a little laneway in Georgia Street Arcade. Like, a little kind of nook and cranny type shop. And they had just this shelf. uh, It was just a junk shop. It had this shelf where they'd always have, like, bootlegs of copied, um, like, banned movies. And I went in, like, every two weeks, I'd save up money and buy one, you know, Bad Lieutenant, that. Mm. Um, And that was one of the only ones that was actually good.
1: The Clockwork Orange, I think, was banned because they never said, this guy is evil, he's bad. Yes, you had to figure it out for yourself. Like a normal it <laughs> exactly. wasn't telegraphed. Like he was a rapist. And at the end, he was trying, they they did like experiments on him to try and make him, you know, normal. And some people thought that as like a redemption story and he's grand. I didn't see that. I think most clever people saw it just, it was an outside view of a story that that's also fucking, it's fictional in the future, lads. Yeah. So, um, I thought about not mentioning this mm. because I just wanted to mention Wendy Carlos, and as much about the things that I loved, um, her style, and those, we don't have time to play, like, clips, as we said yep. today. But in terms of being influential in sporting, it definitely bears noting that in 1979, she raised public awareness of transgender transgender issues by the closing. That she'd been living as a woman since 1968, hmm. which is mad. Crazy. Time-wise. Yep. Like... And she'd undergone uh, sex reassignment surgery in 1972, which is why you will find those soundtracks with a different name on them. Yeah, yeah. But, like, Wendy Carlos is Wendy Carlos now. Yes. Yeah. This isn't... People, people, it's not like... Whenever someone says, like, you see you see it online all the time, like, everyone's transgender now. Like, it's not really, like, everyone. everyone's, like, going, oh, we'll do it now because it's popular. You can see here that it's... Someone lived with that for so long. Yeah, yeah, you can't come out. You can't just burst out with it. Like, yeah. even now you can't burst out with it. Exactly. Like, People think it's mad. Like, I don't know. Yeah, I just think that's mad. When I, I had no idea. Like, I knew about the transition years and years and years yeah. ago from being a fan of the things, Yeah, but I had no idea 1979 was when it was quoted. Scary, crazy. But listen to the Shining soundtrack.
0: Yes. There's the first link for it in the playlist. Anyway, get you started.
1: Tr- yeah, and the Tron one has uh, the London Philharmonic, I think, on it mm. as well. So of the sounds of the Tron soundtrack by them. I wish it was just mostly... I think they, they, might, they might be a mostly uh, a mostly just synth one. Mm. Anyway, that work speaks for itself. Super influential. I was always going to pick someone with synth. Of course.
0: Of oh. course.
1: You're not going to get who's away
0: with Who's your first one? Uh, my first one is Ella Fitzgerald.
1: Yeah. You see now that that would scare me because I know how true it is. But yeah, I don't. You have to. You would have had to dig. Uh, yeah, loads of much, digging. Not too much because you, you do. I know you do listen to. to... Um,
0: I do listen to Elvis Gerald's. Not all the time. I don't listen to everything all the time. Except mm. for that new Torn Style album. That's all I listen to now.
1: I um, listen to that when I'm. It's not playing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs>
0: It won't leave me alone. The whole album from start to
2: finish. It's just
0: stuck in my head when I'm going to go to sleep.
2: Because it's a holiday!
0: (laughs) (laughs) All I can hear is that whole fucking album. Anyway, we're talking about Ella Fitzgerald, who was not a guest on the new Tornsoil album because she's dead. Um, Ella Fitzgerald, 1917 to 1996, uh, gave her last public performance in 1993. So that's a serious innings there. 1917 to 1993. Craig, known as the first lady of song um, born in Virginia n- like 1917 Jesus Christ on we and kept it up until 1993 that's bat mad full blown bat mad
1: Ella Fitzgerald is a classic example of why I annoy myself sometimes right do you ever watch a sport and be so like a brand new sport you don't watch much mm. sport Did you ever see something like or a TV show where you're like holy shit this mm. is brand new to me and it's completely fascinating me yeah and then the next day it's gone from your life pretty much this is what happens when i listen to Elvis. gerald i get this like shiver up my spine yeah and i listen to this going oh man you know what tomorrow i'm gonna go out and i'm gonna listen to it all and then i don't well the, the, prob- the myself problem by being yeah. that guy
0: well the, the problem with someone like elephant gerald is that there's such a, a monstrous back catalog that it's incredibly daunting I'd to like look to at. I'd like blame it on that. <laughs> well, 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 I'm sure that's one of the reasons. Also, yeah. the, 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 with a lot of artists
1: like this, there's no real start point, all right? Yeah, because cause the best ofs are are the fucking, like, the real songs you already know. And, like, they're usually not the dark ones. And I love the dark songs. <laughs> yeah. Now, really well, a lot
0: of our most famous stuff would have been collaborations with Louis Armstrong and the Ink Spots yeah. and stuff like that as well, you know? Um, and you're not going to find a lot of those songs on compilations because there'll be rights issues, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, so you're going to feel like, I have a couple of LL CDs here. Uh, I think I've one or two records. And they're, they, they're a good cross-section of stuff, you know? And a lot of it's kind of live recordings as well. Um, a lot of, because uh, she, she done some stuff in the Grand Ole Opry and stuff like that. And most of that was recorded to tape um, at the time. But she got a, she got started in music uh, when she was very young. She kind of introduced to the world of music when she was uh, working as a lookout for a portello slash fucking whorehouse in America. Out, as in, like looking out for young ones for the coppers. Oh right. Um, when she was very young, She was keep sketch basically Ella Keep Sketch Fitzgerald was her name. And um, <laughs> she was also...
1: <laughs> Ella Popo on the loose. Exactly.
0: And uh, she also ran numbers for the Mafia and stuff like that as a, as a teenager. Um,
1: What's run what numbers? Like an accountant?
0: Yeah, so there's a thing, thing in the States where people will basically pick numbers and bet on them every week. And the numbers... I'm trying to remember how it works. The numbers are very interesting. There is a set of numbers printed in American newspapers every day. And it's something weird like the fucking... I was going to say pollen count, but it's not like that. It's <laughs> its not far off that, I swear to God. It's not far off that. It's its like... Um, I, I couldn't tell you. There's a set of numbers printed in the newspaper in America every day that are completely and utterly random, and it's to deal with... It's some sort of a civil number. The amount of births and deaths or some shit like that. Something fairly pedestrian like that. And people would bet on these numbers and they put like whatever a dollar behind or 50 cents behind it and oh I know you...
1: that. it's not seed count is it? it
0: could be something like that could be something like that and uh, if your number comes in you could win 20, 30 dollars back then you know it's like uh, it's like fucking shit bingo ghetto bingo uh, basically
1: Oh, no, ha- I have that I... Oh, bonds B- bonds bond. we have them here right so when I was born like my aunties bought me bonds mm. And nothing for years and
0: years and years and then about a year ago I got like 30 quid yeah yeah could be something along the lines of that Um, it, an illicit kind of uh street gamble uh, gambling oh, yeah. is basically what it was and, oh, this uh, is
1: different because this was from the government <laughs>
0: yeah th- this is just a thing where like the local local kind of mafia gang or local crews run numbers and if you were involved if you wanted to get into the numbers a kid would come down to your house and you'd say fucking 24 and 2000 for a dollar two numbers for the dollar and then two days later or something they come up to you and say your numbers came in uh, there's your 20 quid and your dollar bet back you know what I mean and uh, just gambling on a random number that's going to appear in the newspaper That's basically all it is and she was involved in that, so she go and collect numbers for the local mafia gang um, start getting famous with a couple of different groups while well, singing with them and background singing and stuff like that and then one by one a lot of the original members of these groups started leaving and then the group kind of became whores by default um, her first big tour was in Australia and there was murder because she missed like three or four gigs of the Australian gigs because she wasn't allowed onto the airplane because she was black so uh, the thickness re- of that th- like you know what I mean? Like what? What the? What the full fuck? Like what the full can't fuck?
1: Be, can't be uh, being all you know black on the plane. Yeah. no, she, there, there was a civil
0: suit that came in many, many years later, and they won and made a, a, a tidy number off the, the airline. I believe it was actually a flight from like New Zealand to America or something weird like that. It was. It was. It was. um it was only half the flights. I think she was able to get out of America okay in a plane. But getting from whatever the next stop was to Australia, they wouldn't let her onto the plane because she was uh, she, she was coloured and um she missed a bunch of shows. They eventually they they made it made it over. Um, Marilyn Monroe was a massive fan. Massive fan and avoided her to play at clubs and stuff like that.
1: Oh, they were buds. Yeah. They were buds, yeah. Yeah. Oh, hang on. Didn't something happened about... Actually, you're gonna, probably going to go ahead to tell that story, so
0: I'll stop. Oh, no, there, there was there was a thing about a club in, in, uh, in Hollywood where she was invited to play, and there was stories for years that she was the first black woman to ever play the club, but it was all discredited. Yeah. There was a bunch of black people that played there beforehand. But the, the big deal was that Marilyn Monroe would petition club owners that she knew yeah, like can we can we get Ella in? Can we get Ella in? Uh, Frank Sinatra was a big fan as well. She, That's she played right. on Frank Sinatra's show a couple of times as well. When the he deal
1: was the with show. Um, the deal with Marilyn Monroe was, whenever someone said we're not going to book Elvis Gerald she would Marilyn Monroe would turn up to the. I think she said it to a couple of promoters. She went into the club and went. Uh, is Ella Fitzgerald gonna be playing here? And they went, No, and she was like, Ah, oh, it's gonna come to it and they're like, Yeah, yeah, you no, know, she's she's definitely <laughs> playing, definitely playing. Everyone's <laughs> like, Oh well then I'll come then. Yeah. She was a big b- I mean, b- like big fan. Yeah, um, <laughs>
0: So she got she got a start basically in the Harlem Opera House, which is again what exactly what it sounds like. Um which didn't necessarily only do opera, done kinda all of styles of music that was popular at the time in Harlem. But it was a big deal for the black community to have a place to go and see uh, acts that were kinda of relevant to them at the time. Got started there, as I said, with a couple of different bands and then eventually ended up just being her front in the band, then she kinda went solo by herself. She ended up living in Copenhagen for a while. She had a relationship really? with a yeah, with a guy from Copenhagen, moved over there. And uh, lived there for a while, but she toured so much that relationship kind of disintegrated and fucked off. She toured like forty to forty five weeks out of every year, so not a lot of time for a home life, really. You know, um, she had her legs amputated in nineteen ninety three due to the complications of diabetes. Yeah, that was the end of her performing days. Um, she was active from nineteen twenty nine until 1995 she, right so her last public That's... performance was 93 but she done some I think uh, radio singing and stuff like that yeah. until 95 so uh, like from 1929 to 1985 like
1: pfft. I didn't know it was that even like
0: yeah yeah uh, it was in multiple loads of fucking TV shows and talk shows even in a couple of movies and stuff like that a um, couple of TV shows movies talk shows I think she saw Frank actress talk show as well but in terms of like if we're talking about influence we're talking about like someone who like literally lived through not being allowed into countries because she was black you know but the power that she brought with her fan base and the wants of people to see her was able to override that fucking hatred you know like Australia weren't letting her in they weren't letting her on the plane you know and then there was enough of a a fuss kicked up that was like, okay, we have to let her in. And Marilyn Monroe, one of the biggest kind of movie stars at the time, like an icon still to this day, was like one of our greatest fans and defenders. Um, in terms of influence, like, it doesn't, it doesn't don't get much don't bigger than really
1: that. You see, this is the part, we're, we're here to talk about people who are definitely influential and talk about them, but I don't think we have to explain why.
0: Yeah, well, it'd be nice it was good, but you can't quantify that exactly. It kind of speaks for itself. I mean, a, a career span in nineteen twenty nine to nineteen ninety five is
1: if you went around town and you, you just said to people, "Elvis Gerald, influential enough they'd all say, "Of course." Okay, Cor- like he'll
0: say no even Cor- people who like never even actually heard him now, but know the name, yeah, are gonna say, "Yeah, pretty influential." Let's let's be brutally and let's be to, brutally to, honest
1: to the R and B and hip hop world. It's just in no doubt.
0: Oh, without a shadow, without and the song I picked, I picked "Summertime" is Horace and Louis Armstrong off "Porgy and Bess," which is just outrageous. It's an outrageous song. That the whole, the whole um, musical itself, like every song off that from "Porgy and Bess," is just incredible. Ten out of ten. Yeah. I could have went with a straight up normal Ella, but that's you get this kind of great balance between Louis and Ella on that song. One hundred percent worth listening to. And and you yeah. know what? Even if you don't recognize that name. Uh, Pargy and Bess or Summertime, you absolutely know that song. Um, it's been in ads, it's been in TV shows, it's been in movies, it's been in everything. Um, well, you 100% know that song, and now you'll know a little bit um, about the kind of behind the scenes end of it. So, that is
1: Ella Fitzgerald. Who is your next one? My next one is The Lovely Kate Bush. Ooh, it's a very Alan Parcher thing. Uh, hey, Kate Bush was the first British solo female artist to go to the top of the UK charts. Mm. Uh, as the first female artist to enter the album chart at number one as well. And this was with her own material. Um, Kate Bush fascinates the shit out of me, man. Mm. Just from the get go, there was no, like, introducing herself slowly with pop music and then becoming slightly more uh, disinterested in pop music and moving towards a more avant-garde style. Wuthering Heights is a fucking batshit mad song. Yes, it is mad. It's not like the most mad thing ever, but it definitely it was polarizing. And I know I'm just gonna open a little can here. Oh, so, little, I could have done. Can. I could have done that while you were talking, but I, I want to do it now. That's <laughs> I'm, I'm my own man. I'll do what I want. <laughs> <laughs> just straight out out of traps, and I think I know why it was. I was watching a documentary about Kate Bush a few years ago Um, and she used to be one of these people that would write 10 songs a day when she was young and if you think to yourself 10 songs a day that's mad but then if you think about that being every day yeah at the piano every day or at any instrument every day writing that what happens then is and i noticed from uh like periods where i went through a year where i'd write about one song a day Hmm. honestly genuinely did that Uh, On a computer, it's easy. Let's take back to to the synth technology again. You get that. And what happens then is you start being super critical and more, uh, you review your work more based on the last Mm song that you wrote and you start comparing it. And you start putting tens of songs into the bin. Yeah. And I think that's the reason that by the time Kate Bush was ready to go, she had got rid of anything that was just a song. For yes. the sake of being a song. I think she only released stuff that interested her. And I think the way her mind works is that because she had a hunger for things that were so out there. Yeah. The, the voice is mad. Her voice is voice mad. Voice is full and, blown batchy. And it's I can understand that it's not to everybody's tastes. It's very polarizing voice because yeah. of the the jumps that she does from <laughs> low to high. <laughs> yeah. Like man low to bird. Yeah. Or beep, dog whistle, beep, dog whistle. Beep, like, like it's just, it's just beep, mad. Yeah. And um, I think I'm hugely inspired also by the fact that when she wanted to quit live music, she just quit live music. Yeah. And when she wanted to quit the entire industry, she just quit the entire industry. Mm. And I think I know why she did that. because She's fucking getting bush <laughs> She's f-
0: just Kate Bush. I, spent, I remember years ago, I remember I was trying to make, I used to make like hip hop beats and I'd sell them, right? This is back in the, like, the kind of mid 2000s. Yeah. I'd sell them online and I kind of used to make a couple of quid doing that. Just make little three, four minute fucking hip hop bangers and I always wanted to rob the uh, chorus for running up that hill but I just wanted the music of it. Yeah, And I remember always trying to sample it and for some reason, I tried for years, man and i could never get like a lovely clean cut that i could loop mm. that 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 chorus music and i ended up having to get like midi files and stuff and trying to like build them up a synthetic instruments and shit and it never yeah. sounded right like it, it used to same, drive yeah. me fucking mad trying to get a clean cut of running up that hill just the chorus without horse. i
1: think yeah uh, i think herself and it's a Roger Wars from things with I think they used a fairly so you were never going to recreate that with mm. regular uh that synth is is the size of like a computer desk mm. you would, you'd never uh, re, it's mad the, the fairly you'd never I think they used the fairly I'm pretty sure they did You'll never get that sound. Yeah. You'll never fake that sound with things. So yeah, but I know, I know the was it the meow, 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 or the, cho- the chorus. It's the chorus, yeah. It's with, just the guitar. Weird Ging, weird. with the guitar coming in. And yeah, on. and there's
0: a weird swell in behind it, but you can never get a clean, I couldn't, couldn't get a clean yeah. cut in it that didn't sound like a cut. Mm. You know what I mean? Because it, it, it bleeds into the next couple of bars. It, it yeah. was weird. It used to drive me up the bleeding wall. Yeah, it yeah. drove me mad. Yeah, I, I love Kate Bush. Big, big, big fan.
1: Um. so her childhood music hero was Elton John mm. and this is mad Elton John claimed that Bush's duet with Peter Gabriel don't give up saved his life well wow. when he was in the lowest depths of his cocaine addiction that is a that, that song like might seem like a bit <laughs> heart on the sleeve lyrics mm. right there in the open but that song does lift you up mm. when you hear it. That don't give up song. I know it's really like word for word. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> like, yeah, every, it means what it says. Yeah, yeah, it's Ransail, but Exactly. It, <laughs> but it's a bang with you, song. It, it does, it does what it says, and it really does. Um, Adele cited Bush's "Before the Dawn" shows as the reason why she started work on uh, the album Twenty Five. Yeah, Bush wrote Wuthering Heights without having really read the book. <laughs> <laughs> Savage. Here's my favorite one. I read this a few times and he was in an, in, an interview, uh, a, a documentary he was quoted as well. Outcast's big boy mm. is a massive, massive fan. And he once spent a month in England trying to find her. Really? Yeah. yeah. And he eventually caught up with her before uh, <coughs> before the Dawn shows. I'd love to have gone to that, but I was Mm. never going to get tickets. He said he talked to her for ages and drank some wine and he said it was just the best thing ever. Uh, Another person as well that went on record to say an absolute inspiration, Tupac. Really? Said loved her, Absolutely loved her. yeah. Weird. She turned down an offer to support Fleetwood Mac on their Rumours tour. Really? Yeah, because she's Kate Bush. Yeah, yeah. So look,
0: been a lot of that, uh, been reading an awful lot recently about people turning down touring with big acts
1: one of the biggest ones i ever saw was like uh your man the <laughs> weekend turning down uh the tour with rihanna after his like fourth album yeah that's weird Stuff isn't like it like that. i think
0: yeah. D- david lee Roth turned down supporting motley crew on their reunion tour and he was like i don't uh, support people i influenced
1: oh uh, you know what i was about to say he's not <laughs> wrong. yeah he's exactly. not wrong yeah. that's that would be Feel like a step backwards, yeah. It wouldn't feel rather right rather than a it? step forward. I know that, like, no, it wouldn't feel right. That's and it's going to be a shit uh, show anyway. So, we like, you want to be like, part of it. That's like the Sex Pistols, uh, fucking supporting Green Day, yeah. It doesn't make sense, does it? No, it's be weird, not so, in the slightest. Uh, Kate Bush is a massive influence for me, just in terms of, but I don't have the balls, she does. I don't know if that's even like the way you say things anymore. But I don't have the the guts. Haven't been outside in two years. I don't know. Yeah, I don't have the guts she does because I don't ever experiment enough. A lot of my music is very, very much retro, comfortable. Yeah. Yeah. And she was doing stuff that was so so unique. Mm. And if you ever hear her or Bjork. There's no mistake in that voice. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. yeah. Doesn't, yeah. yeah you're not going to double, you know, second guess yourself. Like and Suzanne Vegas,
1: strangely enough, you'd know what was Suzanne and Vegas. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I am standing in the morning, there's a man and he has coffee. Uh, so she has 10 studio albums. They're all good, bar one, which... Mm. You know, yeah. Solid stats. Solid stats. And they all went into at least the top 10 in the UK. Yeah. Definitely. Kate, Bush... Don't need to say anymore. Who's your next one? That'll do. Dolly Parton, Oh, huge. Dolly Parton, um, influential. Not like, just, not just as a musician, but just a, a, as a human. Yeah,
0: as a human. Um, born in 1946. Debut in nineteen sixty seven with Hello, I'm Dolly. Uh, I'm not going to lie to you, man. There's very few
1: people <laughs> born in nineteen forty six that I still find massively attractive.
2: Yeah,
0: yeah. As she says herself, it's you know costs a lot, an awful lot of money to look that cheap. Um, uh, she's brilliant she's great honestly seems like a humanitarian like just a good person Uh, whether that's really good management and um, a really good public image I don't know but I I think she might at the core of it just be like a decent person I'm not saying she's fucking godlike but I think think she's just a decent person Um, sold over 100 million albums worldwide Good numbers. Um, Has 25 number one songs. 110 charted singles. 11 Grammys. 50 nominations. And in 1999. Inducted to Country Music Hall of Fame. um, Has composed over 3000
1: songs. (coughs) Jesus Christ.
0: (coughs) Like. If we're running a numbers game. That's influential enough I think. Uh, The fourth of 12 children. Born in Tennessee in a in a fucking cabin, a one bedroom cabin, like poorer than dirt, when they came up. That's like, right, yeah. Extraordinarily, extraordinarily fucking poor. Um, appeared in the Grand Ole Opry at the age of 13. Um, she obviously got her start in in country music. Um, as she kind of progressed, she started getting a little bit more. She thought she could cross over to a pop a pop album. Um, which gave the world my favourite Dolly Parton album, which we've talked about a couple of times, which is *Forced Harvest. Um, it's just, the album is bananas. Like, it definitely has country elements to it, but it's written like a pop album, it's written like an 80s pop album, you know, and um, The Light of a Clear Blue Morning, I think is, for me, is a, is a, probably our best song. I get listened to it daily on the reg. Like, it's t- just Perfect.
1: T- 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 that makes my soul feel good. Yeah,
0: it's just uh, th- that whole album is the only problem. With that album is that fucking Applejack song, which is dog, <laughs> dog shit. I can't listen to I can't listen to that fucking hokey stuff. It's, it's not for me. Um, Elvis wanted to do a version of "I Will Always Love You," um, so yeah. Uh, so I don't know. I'd say maybe half the people listening to this know that Dolly Parton wrote that song. It wasn't Whitney Houston. Uh, I oh, will Lord. always love you. Oh, I you don't know.
2: know.
0: Right, yeah. Who knows? It's, it's 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 an old fact at this stage, and we're we're talking new generations of people. Who knows? And um, so I will always love you. It was Dolly Parton's song. Elvis wanted to cover it, and she said no because apparently, uh, Elvis's management, the deal that was in place, that if Elvis sings one of your songs, from that point on. He owns 50% of the royalties of that yeah. song. Yeah.
1: Oh, that's mad.
0: So uh, she was like, nah, no thank you. Uh, that's not for me. Uh, Elvis was a little bit pissed off because he thought he... he I, I Imagine Elvis' version that would be unreal. <laughs> it would be really, really good. It, <laughs> it would, would be, be fucking incredible.
1: Like Only if he was in his fucking right mind. Yeah. But I, I, realistically, do you
0: know what? The more I thought about it, when I read that, it was like, even a shitty fucking I will always love you
1: type of Johnny Cash version of need, from they Elvis. Need guess, they need to get Danzig down with those as well. Exactly, I'd be love all over that. Dan- Danzig version, I <laughs> love you, oh, oh the wolf. Ha. <laughs>
0: That's i'd be things. mad i'd be mad into that <laughs> um,
1: i got a bit of, i got a bit of fucking interesting news there but there's no point of us doing interesting news on a podcast that's coming out a few weeks later. yeah this isn't
0: gonna come out until next week realistically okay. so uh, uh here's another little weird fact for you about dolly parton right so dolly parton <coughs> um obviously has like what's it called dolly world or dolly land or whatever she's got a theme park and she's going to be expanding yeah, look like
1: at like graceland or a, or exactly a, Never uh, look like at Graceland.
0: <laughs> yeah, don't say don't say the other one. Um, <laughs> um. So yeah, she got she has got. I think it's a Dolly World or Dolly. I think it's Dolly World. I don't fucking remember. And, Dollywood. Uh, Dollywood. That's it. Sap. Is I wonder why. I think it's Dollywood. I was wondering why the other ones didn't sound right coming out of my mouth. Dollywood uh,
1: rolls off the tongue,
0: yeah. doesn't it? And uh, so she's she's gonna be expanding that. She's gonna be making more of those um donates loads of money to charities um, she does so
1: much yeah charity.
0: has her own charities and here's another one for you right she's been married since 1966 to the same fella right same fella same fella since 1966 who apparently like doesn't have a note in his head doesn't give a shit about music right nope. doesn't give I he's just
1: is, i think his name is Carl.
0: yeah he's just at home relaxing right and uh yeah. he's not like a kept man like, he has a job not at and, all. Um, she said, "Like she's she's been married to him since nineteen sixty six, and he's seen her maybe twice perform, maybe.
2: Yeah,
1: in all he those doesn't years. go to any. Uh, yeah. He went to one of the huge uh, awards ceremonies. Yeah. I think. But yeah, he's he lets he said it himself. That's Dolly's business. Yeah, that's
0: that's our own bag. Let her it,
1: and they adore each other. And I think that is fucking amazing. it's
0: Great. Here's another fact for you." Dolly Parton has a television production company that are the company responsible for Buffy the Vampire Slayer. No way. So, yeah, there will be no way uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer without Dolly the fucking, whatever, country music slayer.
1: She also started Dolly Parton's Imagination Library she where did. they take books and give them to uh, children that don't have books.
0: They do, and they're active in Ireland. Oh man, really? they're here. Yeah, they're not. They're not in every country on earth, but they're oh god, in Ireland.
1: Just, yeah, they're right.
0: Um, oh my god. Yeah. Um. So seven decades worth of music. That's fu- first of all. That's full blown batche.
1: Right. She. She's the best person on this podcast. Probably fifty-one albums. Fuck. Fifty-one albums. Eh. Yeah. I just saw that her library in Tala. It's the only side. So- <laughs> the on- only downside. <laughs> <laughs> they,
0: they they need it. Let's be honest. Yeah, I know. I know. know. So <laughs> it's just not even in Dublin. Um, fifty-one albums. Fifty-one albums. Listen again. I don't have to tell you how influential Dolly Parton is. Like I don't. I don't like country music, and Dolly Parton influences me. So where. Uh,
1: it's yeah. the happy medium between pop and country that she gets so right, <laughs> and her lyrics are very good. She's very yes. good, and
0: uh, like even like even like her top bangers. If you look at her top bangers, you got her sp- uh, here, I've spotted in front of me, right? Um, let's just look. What's her? What's her top bangers? And sp- like? to Five is a killer, JoLaine. right? Joe uh, Lean, Islands in the in the stream. Oh God, that's so
1: good. Like, Kenny- <laughs> is it Kenny Rogers or Glenn Camp? No, Glenny. Ro- Kenny Rogers. Glenny. Glenny Rodcamp. and then we have a big drop down with
0: uh, uh, Fate, and then we have Here You Come Again which is actually a great song as well but like they're all killers like there's not that many people that you click on their top songs and like there's usually one of them you're like I I hope I never hear that again there's not one of those songs in that top five list there I want to hear all of them again Um, Um, that's Dolly Parton who's your
1: next one? my next one is Karen Carpenter very cool uh karen carpenter is my fam- favorite favorite vocalist of all time and mm. um, which is mad because i have so many favorite bands and while the carpenters aren't my favorite band of all time they are in the top 20 mm. but her voice is i can listen to her voice all day and never want to switch to a different band i talk to you a lot saying as much as i love Morrissey. There's certain people's voices who after about four or five songs. If they, it depends on what, if they hit a song, a certain song, I'm like, shut the fuck up. Yeah. And I get that with Morrissey, I get it sometimes with Smash Pumpkins. Not gonna lie. Mm. I get it with certain voices. Um I even sometimes get it with Radiohead, I'm being honest. the lot yeah, of Radiohead, yeah. sometimes if I if if I hear, if not an album, but if I hit like a some sort of sometimes I stick on I let Spotify just do what it wants to do with mm. Radiohead i'm just like mmm, shut up mmm, shut up karen carpenter all day could listen to her voice yeah just all day i think it's like a caramel waterfall
2: mm.
1: with uh no because so pure there's nothing else in it <sniffs> a caramel waterfall that's what it is nothing else no added anything um <laughs> The day, I uh, I remember one day I I was really young and I was watching TV uh, and a clip came on, I think it might have been like an anniversary of her death. It could be a 10 year anniversary Mm. of her death. I think she died in 1983. So it could have been about 93 or it could even be in 2003 for all I know. Mm. The clip came on uh, and showed me something that I had no idea about. And it was her playing drums. Oh, and she's a monster. Really? A monster on the kit, she has that uh, marching band training type of. Mm. Um. So, if anyone's listening to this after this podcast, if you remember, uh, check just type in Karen Carpenter drumming, and she goes through a few kits on the one mm. on the one show because they used to have their own show. Her and because she's part, she's half of a massive duo. If you don't know, this, yeah, uh, the Carpenters with Richard, her brother Richard. Um, they had their first number one with close to you, which was written by Burt Bacharach. Mm um i just think she has this amazing sort of like unbelievable grace when she sings but she's also a bit of a joker like Mm. if you watch those shows especially she reminds me a little bit of Cher. they can pass off the pain disgustingly talented Mm. like annoyingly sometimes you can get annoyed about how too much like too, too much
0: talent in one package but then
1: They carry themselves extremely well. And this has nothing to do with women being women or the way women should be. Mm. You know what I'm talking about. They're like a fucking, I don't know, a swan or something. I can't figure it out. (laughs) You know what I'm talking about though? Yeah. When a woman does this thing where she just like all graceful and all, and there's no bullshit about it. And you, you, you don't do this like, Oh, that's gorgeous. You just kind of like stand there for a second. There is a
0: certain grace that comes from females that men can't replicate. Yes. Like and uh like... And it's just
1: you kind of it's just this this purest form of admiration that we're allowed to mm. produce from our bodies. Yeah, and and but then they have a fucking little trickster side to them mm. where they're a little bit, And she has that on her show. You have to have that in your show as well. That share was like that as well when she was doing the comedy sketches. It was a little That's bit right, risque yeah. sometimes as well. So a little bit more variety spice. I want. I want. Karen uh, Carpenter car, still be alive that's not mm. it's just not a thing not a it's, thing unfortunately Share it will it. be
0: in the future we can bring her back but right now yes. no
1: yes when we another when we get to 2042 yes that's it but uh, by then we won't be alive because we're falling apart
0: I'll definitely be alive I'll just be in so much pain I wish I was dead
1: I just wrote so will you because like, I'm me.
0: beginning to wish I was dead right now I'm in so much pain do you
1: know what is really annoying me that everything that's wrong with me is all happening on the right hand side of my body yeah,
0: well, I, uh, no, I, have a, I have a tooth that's a bit fucky on the left, whatever. No, oh, I have right.
1: a tooth that's fucking on the right. And mm. me and you both have that shoulder thing. That yeah, that shoulder thing. Although I went away for a week and I slept wrong. And now it's back full steam ahead. Yep, that's how it works. Now, I am like a fucking idiot because I promised me, mate, I would get it sorted. And I fucking didn't I just because uh, yeah. I'm a dope. But it's not the uh, only It's I'm going to go to a physio because I, cause I know this is what happens to me, right? I go to the dentist and they say, uh, you have a broken tooth there. We're going to have a look at that broken tooth. And then they x-ray it and they say, wow, that's not a broken tooth at all. That's just a tiny bit of a, a huge tooth inside your gum mm. crushing another one of your teeth. I'm like, you know what, man? Oh, no, you know what it is? I got that noise. Oh, that's interesting. That's yeah, not a noise that. I want to hear at the that. doctor, dentist or mechanic. Oh, that's Got that once or twice. that.
0: Ooh. That noise, like no, yeah. me
1: no. So now, when I go to, so the doctor or the dentist couldn't do it, about it, so I have to get sent to a specialist. Oh. Uh, so I know when I go to the shoulder thing, it's going to be like, oh, that's interesting. No, don't say interesting. Interesting means yeah. a surgery. You're missing a bone. Expensive, yeah. so expensive. Yeah, yeah. I know what's happening. I know there's fucking tendons pulling off something they shouldn't. Yeah. So, Karen Carpenter. Uh, a <laughs> mouthful of water there, Neil Ashley she died of heart failure that was likely brought on by anorexia that's the famous like one of the most famous people to bring (laughs) a struggle with anorexia to the forefront and I remember as a kid I could not get my head around anorexia
0: I couldn't wrap my brain around it either I remember it was uh, listen I'm going to say something now that makes me sound very ignorant but like there was a period where anorexia was like fucking it was all the rage like you were hearing about it all, like it's dead, it's still a thing, folks. In the 90s, right? like... Yeah. There was like, a thing about like, every magazine and TV show and sh- shit show was like, painting women who were losing weight as anorexic or bulimic and stuff like that. And th- that's where my, my my kind of, my background, whenever I think of anorexia, I think of like fucking, shitty fucking, kind of red top, uh newspapers, pointing at m- people. One of
1: the most misogynistic, uh structures in the world and and not just them women's magazines as well I'm so yeah can be kind of grim man. hair and lumps out of each other and posting pictures of <laughs> look at your own from east enders with her stretch marks while she's on holiday after a, a grueling year when her mother died shit yeah. like that written is going what is wrong with you what yeah, is that, wrong with you
0: that that used to be the, the, the interesting kind of um, flip side to the men's magazines, the, the garbage men's magazines that we all bought at some stage or another, and fucking loaded yeah, man, or FHM I, or whatever.
1: I, I used to love loaded when I was a young lad. Yeah, did, exactly. Because, a there
0: was pictures of fucking smashing, moths in it and B there'd be like actual articles that were funny. Um, or yeah, you see, whenever like, I mention instructional,
1: this, whenever I mention this, a lot of people go, "Oh yeah," I'm like mate, I just mentioned the ditties. Now I'm mentioning what I actually I'm saying about it as well. Yeah, but yeah, but. Yeah, but that's not do, the do reason like, I read it. Yeah, like, of course. I just said it. I just said it. Let me finish. Like, it's it's like, do you know what? Honestly, I've never read Playboy in my entire life. I ne- I've never owned a Playboy. I American bought thing.
0: Playboy because there was a girl in my class in Playboy in sixth
1: year. Jesus, Mary and Joseph. Yeah. But what I'm saying is, apparently they had incredible writers.
0: Listen, I bought it because A, Motts, but B... Yeah, but at least you're admitting that, eh, Ah, yeah. But but you know what's annoying? Do you ever,
1: like, try and finish the sentence? Exactly.
0: But, like, those magazines, for the most part, from front page to the end, were fantastic. Like, and the difference was that there was very little in them that were trying to, like, shit on. Fucking blokes, like every if there was an article in it about losing weight, it was like, here's what you should try. You want to get rid of your bleeding love handles or your fucking whatever you want. You know, bigger shoulders. Here's have a crack at this and 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 bring in they bring in some like dude to give you walk you through exercises. You know, the problem is shitting on fellas doesn't sell. Of course, doesn't sell because there's a there's a bloke thing about fucking helping the brothers, which everybody needs. You know, fucking everybody needs to help everybody.
1: This image of like. Why would we slag each other? Because Yeah because the construct oh Jesus sounding like a fucking dog <coughs> now. But the construct is set up to never even think about slagging each other because Because the, 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 the lads the lads. We don't. We we're grand. They're, we're we're up there. we're untouchable. But lads well, have
0: enemies, but they don't instinctively go after each other. They don't try and pull each other down. And there's definitely no. a thing there. There's definitely whether it be uh, uh, a fucking stereotype about all oh, women hate women, um, and women love pulling other women down. That's definitely like I always a, presume. A, a thing I, that you read.
1: I, I always presume that most of these articles were all written by like men, and then I've had loads of mates, girl mates over here. So, look, unfortunately, these are just underpaid journalists who need that money, and they yeah. will shit over a young one Of course, when you're paid, you're paid,
0: you're paid on a word count. You know, yeah. it, it's going to be easier to just fucking write up some horror piece, you know, shiting on people, he used to
1: bully like heavily, heavily bully people yeah. like badly. Like you want Sonia from me Sanders? Yeah. Anytime she lost a bit of weight, they'd go, "Amazing, look, Sonia from me Sanders lost a bit of weight." And I remember, I remember distinctly, right? As Linda read somebody's magazines at the odd time, and I remember Sonia came out from me Sanders. Her name's not Sonny for me Sanders, but mm. like sorry for the for the, for the case of this, yeah. She came out and, and she had put white back on you they are interviewing her and she went, look I'm sorry, I just love me food too much. I just love it. She went, I was, I had to stop eating crisps and it made me sad. Yeah. And I was like, fuck, I get that. Crisps are then, delicious. But then about a week later, it was just all back into shredding her, wrecking was. her, ruining her again. It's just it, it's so weird. Anyway, this is one of the main problems with uh, how people see themselves I think mm. I can't really speak to it like I said we're we're from this cloud where it's the, the the toxic films don't get to us to yeah. be honest with you as fellas yeah, pretty much yeah. what our shit does what our shit yeah. does uh but look me and Gar uh big love and we always <laughs> talk to each we always talk to each other and hug each other and love's always there <laughs> big love who's your next one my next one is Billy Eilish interesting yeah um because mud mudrin yeah very mudrin i would, would say mudrin yeah well. um
0: born after fucking i'd done loads of stuff in my life in 2001 <laughs> um, <laughs> this is
1: the live show you would have said exactly what that was
0: yeah um yeah listen <sighs> the reason i picked her i'll I tell you the reason i picked her is because i have two young nieces and they are 14 and 15 and They very much like Billie Eilish a lot. And I can see her music and kind of persona
1: influencing them. Oh, yeah. You have to, yeah. Look, we can't just go, you can't just talk about the influential people of 40 years ago, up to 20 years ago. There's no doubt that what you're saying. I'm I'm backing it on this. Yeah, like they they love her, like they I'm love her. I'm backing it. And um,
0: they they like
1: now. Here's here's. I, the, I personally uh, don't get it. <laughs> I, <laughs>
0: I might be in that camp, but to a degree as well. There's there's a couple of songs that are that that I kind of like, but I'm not gonna like them. Most of it all, sounds the exact same to me, right? Yeah. Um, it's all. I know she
1: had that that kind of dark. She she created this kind of dark album, that the one where she's on the bed and, and it's kind of. Bedroom <sighs> goth and pop, and I get that, I like it. But then that last album was just a mess. Yeah, um, it's
0: weird. She, she's got two albums, and uh, um, she suffers from Tourette's and she has synthesia mm. and depression and stuff like that as well. Again, which are all modern, not modern, but like things that, modern, that like they're modern. All modern. They're all things that kind of the youth of today that can, um, that, that's something that would have been kept secret. From people of our era and before, is now out in the open, which is better for 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 everyone, I think. You know, um, so uh, musically, <sighs> Jesus Christ, it looks like I'm gonna sound like a fucking prick, right? I'm gonna sound like a prick, but it looks like her brother does all the music, right? Um, and she sings. Which That's is not right. a bad thing.
1: and her, She's she's very very talented. Don't get me wrong. I she, think I, yeah. I just get this feeling from her brother that he's this he's a bit strange. Like yeah he created a few bangers for her but he's got this like opinion of himself now that he's a fucking studio virtual yeah, yeah. Bedroom uh, studio virtual And he hasn't even
0: and, brought out an album of his I think it's or maybe it's out now but it's coming out soon. I think soon. he did. Yeah. Uh yeah, it's weird. So okay, so basically in 2015, she was doing a dance class in Los Angeles, right? Um her, her two parents are are actors and you'll know their faces. You'll definitely if you play Mass Effect, you'll definitely know the mass voice, right? Um Uh and she was attending a dance class. Apparently she didn't really have any much interest in being an actress or anything like that. But she liked dancing, she liked music. And the dance teacher asked if anybody in the class um, messed around with making music at home and she said yeah me and my brother um, messed around sometimes with, with, with keyboards and laptops and stuff like that and he said but why don't you, you know, do a couple of songs for next week or whatever next class in two weeks time and uh, we'll figure out if we can come up with some dance routines for, as a project and she was like yeah cool so she went home Horner her brother put together like a song or two and lashed them up on SoundCloud and came back two weeks later and the songs had hundreds of thousands of plays in two weeks and that was the beginning of it so she got signed to this thing called platoon which is a, a company that apple own and basically what they do is they take up and coming stars and package them and get them ready for major label deals right Right. so they get you a stylist they get you a fucking pr get you market and all this kind of stuff and they put together this lovely package and then they're like they approach all the record labels and like you know, this uh, uh, girl, Billie Eilish, has hundreds of thousands of players on SoundCloud, and we think she might be the next big thing. Um, and here she is now. We've taken photos, we've made a music video, we've done all this kind of stuff. And she ends up getting signed to Interscope. Now, there's some sort of deal. This is all very modern. Modern. I can't believe I keep saying that word. But <laughs> it looks like spotify may have invested heavily in the billy eilish project right the where mache. yeah um no i don't know whether you that's know, because I, of should,
1: I should just say that i think the both of us probably agree that the first album is not without its merit in the popularity of billy eilish
0: definitely like i'm not gonna shit in our music musically i like loads of it it's not fucking incre- like super to my taste but as you said there's dark stuff there that kind of works you know yeah. um when it gets I think, a bit
1: I th- i'm gonna say the oldest thing in the world yeah. and you'll agree with me when you get to a certain age right a new <laughs> artist comes out who is a, a version of an artist you have seen yeah and they they are affecting young people in the same way this artist affected of young course people then and you've seen it and no matter what you think of their music compared to those, th- that cycle needs to continue. It Absolutely. To, and those people need to pop up. So for <clears throat> I think what I like about when me and you talk about this is we see people our age going, this Billie Eilish stuff is shite. And I feel like saying, but did you not say that about like someone not say that about grace jones yeah or alicia or keys when, or whatever when they were out yeah like this is part of a cycle and you are you are older in this cycle then and your opinions i am not saying this doesn't count but your opinion is an old uh damaged opinion it's, it's sort of it's it's being around the mill so yeah. you have to let new stuff come through, even if it's the same as like some of the stuff we love was just from other stuff uh 100 and almost everything said, and they said the same stuff about one hundred
0: percent. Like but there comes a time where you just have to let your opinion go, you know? And uh oh yeah, there was yeah. m- many a person shot on Slipknot when they came out. the, the, the fuck this, the masks and all? And Q fucking twenty years later, those same people are talking about those first three Slipknot albums being incredible. You know what I mean? Um the same thing's gonna go for Billy Oilish, she's gonna be around for a while right let's get used to it she's you she's doing bond teams and stuff you know what i mean it's over the 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 build-up now has reached fucking critical mass and she's not gonna fade away she might fuck up for a year or two do a few other bits and pieces but she's not going she's sticking around she's incredibly influential to the youth of today it's a big deal. Her records are worth a fucking fortune, and they sell like mad. Like she's one of the people that's really pushing. I talked about this a couple of weeks ago. Really pushing, like the kind of the the youth vinyl collectors, um,
1: the, the, like that's Halsey right, and
0: yeah. Eilish and uh, what, is it Lord or Lo- Lordy? Is it Lordy?
2: Yeah, yeah Lordy.
1: Um, <clears throat> like their, their records are, are coming out. These are out. very, very, very interesting pop stars if you think about it. Definitely, and like. I'm too old to be getting into it. if I'm being honest, because there's, there's not enough there's not enough madness in it for me. Like, yeah, I'll skirt
0: around the outside and go it's grand. Yes, exactly. I'm not gonna yes. shit in it. I'm gonna, I, might def- I might even defend it. Yeah, definitely. I'll definitely defend it because it's fucking modern music and if modern music's like it's not just thing as modern music. Then we're just stuck with the same old shit. And I'm still waiting on new bangers. Like I hope there's bangers till the day I die. You know what I mean? And yeah. if there's no new people... So if, not, if not, we'll just have to listen to Glow On, glow on forever. Exactly. <laughs> we'll just have to listen to that new torn style album forever. Um, so, like, I, I'm just hoping that there's new bangers. Like, literally, like, every week until I die, because all the old artists that are trying to come back and release new albums and stuff, like, that. it's not happening, really. It's it's really not happening. Um, They're not, they're not pumping out the killers like they were meant to. Um, the Fingers crossed for ABBA But the, I think that's going to be The most I, mid, middle of the road ABBA album ever released
1: It'll be better than some of the other ABBA albums I More think. than Would
0: likely you? But it's not going to make people I, come in their pants like.
1: The more I listen to those songs The better they go They're very good yeah, The anywhere. one with the
0: horns in particular is very good But they're yeah. not like is there a toy your, oh, to your mother down? Does your mother know? That's another song. Um, like you know, is there a waterloo? <laughs> like is that? Is there like a fucking number one for nine weeks in the chart song in there? I really doubt it, just because they've grown um, as songwriters. Like, I I would have
1: thought that even if ABBA put out a theme and poured Shite, it would go to number one. But um, they, they they are doing they are doing extremely well numbers those yeah. songs. I just, they, they're, they're what I think is right that they put out two songs. One of them is. A uh, quintessential ABBA ballad, and the other one is a quintessential ABBA mm. da- dancey song. And I genuinely don't—they—they they haven't progressed. But in a sense, uh, I want them to avoid I want them to. No, know.
0: if if there was a bad modern ABBA sound, they would no no interest in it. Anyway, let me finish up it Billy we move on. Um As I said, I think Spotify are highly involved because. They they're largely behind her success. She's from the day she came out. She was pushed into like big playlists, um, kind of pop up ads, all this kind of like big money involvement in Spotify because that's what kids were listening to music on. Um, and that's where you push like you know yourself you from bringing music out the last world. You want to try and get the playlists. Playlists are the new fucking like, two FM, you know what I mean, or radio shows, or MTV. You know, MTV is... Nobody really wants to be on MTV anymore. They want their music videos on YouTube doing millions. And they want their songs, their audio songs, on playlists doing fucking millions as well. So if Spotify seemed to be, in a roundabout way, um, not even a roundabout way, in a very direct paid fucking mad money to do it way, are really behind the, the Billie Eilish fucking uh, machine. She's the youngest person to write and perform a Bond song. Um... No Time To Die. She's the youngest person to win the four main Grammy categories as well. Uh, two albums. She's on six headline and tours. Like, as I said, she's going nowhere. A few of the other ones might drop off But uh, in terms of like, even just the style, the look, she had a look from day one. She's changed that now into more of a kind of sultry feminine look. But I mean, go back a couple of years, bleeding tracksuits and green and black hair and bouncing around the stage screaming. You know what I mean? This is, this had the aggression that we wanted from bands like Nirvana when we were kids. Um, The songs are there as well. Now, now in saying that, my two nieces... who are who love Billy Eilish and he dyed their hair to be like her and wear Billy Eilish t shirts and clothes like her? I never heard them listen to a fucking Billy Eilish song, but at the same time, we didn't go around listening to Metallica and Bleeding Megadeth 24 hours a day either when I was 15, you know. Uh, so, who knows? You're yeah, not in there, you're not in the, the Walkman.
1: Walkman, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <On the iPhone. laughs> exactly. Um, anyway, that was Billy Eilish. Who's your next one? My next one is Susie Sue because she's whopper, unreal. Lead singer of the rock band Susie and the Banshees from 76 to 96 releasing 11 studio albums. She is one of the most influential singers and icons I think I've ever seen or heard. Big time. Genuinely. Of uh, I'm amazed all the time by the quality of her vocal performances and her lyrics and the structure of the songs are, you know, what? Do you know one of those lead singers who's a fucking band band member. Mm. Proper band member. There's some people who are incredible, but they stand a little bit outside of the band. Mm. She's not. She's right in there. Yeah. With everything that's happening, and it's because the band themselves are so talented that it all just comes together so brilliantly. Mm. Like she, I think her structures, vocal harmonies, and all that are are uh, melodic ideas always work to the strengths of the band. Definitely. A lot of people, a lot of lead singers will sing to themselves and the band have to follow. I honestly think that the sound of Susie and the Banshees is the sound of a lead singer listening and going, what can I do yeah. to, to this, in this, around this, inside it, under it, and above it. I don't know how else to explain that. It's it's kind of... She is an instrument singer. She's singing along yeah. with instrument mm. as an instrument. It's all just... I know that her name is in the band and it's yeah, yeah, it's 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 a bit of a Bon Jovi (laughs) featuring the Bon Jovi situation, (laughs) but it's an interesting one because uh, before they started performing, um, they had their own group making their own music, um, sort of when they followed the Sex Pistols around, they were can you still hear me? Yeah. Oh, just went there. Just went there. <laughs> yeah, they they had their own little kind of group that followed the sex pistols around yeah. and in some interviews um, uh, on the BBC with uh, sex pistols, you will see and actually in one case, excuse me here, Susie in the background talking, oh. uh, where she was insulted by uh, the host and came back very sharpish.
2: Uh, but Good. Billy Idol
1: Billy Idol was in that little band as well that they had like following them around following the sex pills around and all and they decided you know what would be deadly I just want to I just want to go on the stage mm. not rehearse and just go up there and they did like uh, oh what did they do they, they just sang the, like... Lord, the Lord's Prayer Fucking they hell. did a 20 minute like set with the Lord's Prayer and some improvised stuff right I'd
0: rather die than watch that
1: the only reason that they did it was because so to say like they had no plans to ever do this again they just go mm. let's oh, just, I just they just wanted the buzz of the stage and see what mm. it was like so they were like right that's that done we'll leave it and someone came up and goes that was deadly and they were like was it? <sighs> so then they went fuck it we'll keep going and i'm glad mm-hmm. they did because the amazing stuff that, that came after um so they're undoubtedly influential and i think that even to, if you to this
0: take, day they're one of like their kind of fucking punky gothy post-punk alt whatever you want to call it let's just call it an alt band like if if kids are getting into that music now like they will find their way to susie and the Banshees. like they're one of those pinnacle bands
2: yeah
1: i think like for instance right joy division's peter hook stated that it was Susie Devantis who encouraged them to try a more unusual way of playing, mm. and you can tell when you listen to Susie Devantis; his yeah. guitar tones are so, and the way of playing. We did, we did, we've, we've covered them before on a, a the fantasy bands. Yeah, we had, we had some members. That's uh, right. Morrissey stated once in an interview before they fell out uh, that none of them modern bands are are as good as Susie in the Banshees when they're mm-hmm. off full pelt. That's not nostalgia, that's fact. High praise. Her iconic look spawned a million copies. It's just still used to this day. It's just taking these ideas, putting them together and creating this look that just was absolutely incredible.
0: Well, it's going to get another, uh, something I've been talking about for the last six months, that Netflix are bringing out uh, Neil Gaiman's Sandman as a TV show. And uh, Death is based largely on Susie Sue, oh, so you are going to see that's going to be like next year's fucking Harley Quinn without a shadow of a doubt. It's one hundred percent.
1: Well, I hope so because I mean it's good. From what it, it's a great
0: look, and the 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 comic is phenomenal, and even the audio yeah. book that Audacity brought out, like the 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 whole tone of that Sandman series is going to be very important to television. I think, uh, and it looks like it's being done properly, but death herself in this show is going to be one of the big kind of sticking points in pop culture i think from the the, the day it comes out like I, I can see it happening so i think that Susie sue look is going to explode again once that show kicks off i really and truly right
1: do. yeah yeah it is like it's the ripped fishnets and the spiky black hair mm. yeah so yeah, like I said, that looks spawned a million, but it's, it's only such a small part of what Susie brought to the table. Oh, yeah. Uh, the songs are there as absolute proof. The albums are, the personality, the interviews. She also plays guitar, bass, piano, uh, and percussion. And she has a voice in the coloratura contralto range. Mm. Don't know what that is, but I'm sure there's some people that listen I think it
0: contralto means you sing in multiple tones, you can jump. Mm you can oh, go yeah, yeah. like Maybe low, like medium, a, high, like up. Push, yeah, yeah. yeah. I believe. So, I could be fucking wrong. I could have pulled um, that out of me my hole but I think I read that about somebody else today. That's why it's there. It'll be gone
1: tomorrow. Yeah, Susie Sue was one of the first people that came to me. She had a very strange upbringing. She had a very, very, very isolated upbringing. Really? That was uh, some sort of He's in pharmaceuticals or no? He, he, no, he extracted venom from snakes, <laughs> and he was a uh, like a. Well, he's an alcoholic, he an alcoholic and, and she never wanted to bring people over to the calf because of like probably both of those reasons. Yeah, so she had a very very sheltered drunk ass swinging fucking snakes uh, around.
0: Yes, I'd be oh, into it personally.
1: Never. And I think she used to just sit there reading so many books. And I think people that are well read write incredible lyrics. Hence Marcy. Yeah. They just have a better grasp of the language and how to use it and putting phrases in. Yeah, definitely. Susie's lyrics are incredible. Yeah. They really are. Like, goth music doesn't need incredible lyrics. But when it has it. When it has it, it's
0: better for it.
1: It really is. Yeah. Now, um, who is
0: your next one? My next one is Courtney Love. Really? Yeah, and I'll I, I tell right. you why. I tell you why. But going back to where, uh, um, kind of influence in your own life, type of thing. So when I was, when I was young, right? Uh, music was very male dominated for the type of music that I liked. Okay, so going back to talking about stuff like. Nirvana, Soundgarden, Megadeth, Slayer, all this kind of st- all the stuff I listened to when I, when I, when I was younger. Um it was almost all entirely male driven. And then Hole had been around but like Hole were kind of introduced to my kind of circle when Courtney Love and uh Kurt Cobain obviously started seeing each other. And then people started talking about Hole and then all of a sudden you could get whole records, right? Because Hole had been around since nineteen eighty nine. I was fucking eight at the time, right? Um, so <laughs> I wasn't listening to whole But when those records kind of just whatever got re released or new ones start coming out and stuff like that, we all start buying them. Like all the lads start buying them. And it was originally because of that kind of Nirvana connection. You know, like in our heads is a female Nirvana. But like
1: they weren't like yep. they, yeah, i'm glad you're honest about that when you're young everything is that's the female version of Of that. course it is it's the most simplistic way, way we, of sim- doing simplistic it simplistic way we think about things of course right uh, and, and also there's a pretty pretty fucking strong relation there as well like yeah um but we started listening to this and then
0: you got stuff like kind of l7 start kind of becoming a thing we were like holy shit like like there was almost a thought like Like women can rock too. Do you know what I mean? Because it just wasn't that much. Like,
1: aren't they great now? Aren't they great great now?
0: With all the guitars they can do and all. Aren't they
1: great? And you know what now? Do you know what? They're great. Fair play to them. Exactly.
0: Um, But like, and it wasn't just about the music. It was about like the wildness of it. Like I remember seeing L Seven on fucking. um, Oh God. What what was it? Yeah,
1: the the Channel Four show. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Not TGI Fridays. The one that was late night with the fucking with John Paul Gautier and all.
1: No, no, they were right on that. They were on the one with Terry. Uh, oh, fuck you, dead Terry right, yeah. Uh, the ward, the ward, the fucking ward, right? When
0: they were on the ward, like amazing, crazy, amazing, exactly. And then all of a sudden, we're like it's just these like balls of fucking hair and tits with guitars screaming. Do you know what I mean? That's what we saw. You know, we were like, holy fucking shit! This is batshit. This is this is insane. I'm really, really into this. And like, I caught the songs are fucking incredible. So. Um, to me, this is like she's one of the first people that like, like, uh, kind of inducted herself into my little stupid music world in the early 90s. And like I had whole t shirts, I had the CDs, you know, I think I even had a whole hoodie at, at one stage, you know. Um, reading up about Courtney Love, we've talked about Courtney Love a thousand times on this podcast, but like, yeah. the, it, incredibly interesting, Definitely. almost
1: sad life in, in parts. And the singer of some brilliant songs, regardless of where they came from. 100%. Um, born in 1964
0: uh, in San Francisco, but raised in Portland, Oregon. She was absolutely, We're talking about a globetrotter of the highest pedigree here, right? Like, she lived in New Zealand. She lived in Dublin. We've talked about that before. Um, lived in Liverpool. Like you Jesus Christ I actually have I, I, I have so many places written down here she worked in Taiwan for a while Um, full full blown batshit mad right her dad was a road manager for the Grateful Dead uh, the basis from the Grateful Dead is her godfather her father yes. there's a rumour there was a rumour in the family that her father dosed her by LSD when she was a toddler Jesus. and that that fucking might have been the beginnings of her fucking kind of where is he from d- like fucking talent or something <laughs> i don't know no that's not some dig yeah i don't know
1: Courtney loves that
0: yeah i couldn't uh, tell you i know that he was he was a road manager for the grateful dead and he had he had an irish name i can't remember
1: no he's full-on irish like full-blown irish mad. mad he was born ah uh, <laughs> shit hang on Really, he was born in America. Why did I think Corda was full-on-blown Irish? Now he is Irish.
0: I don't know. Maybe the man died Irish went over very early. I don't know.
1: But I thought there was a documentary where
0: I know there's definitely Irish connections there. Hence, are coming over here and doing stuff in Trinity and
2: yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. that type of thing. But she she wanted she kind of wanted to be a musician. She didn't really want to be a singer. Um, so she taught herself guitar. Uh, she was more into the performance aspect of it, apparently, than than the actual music end of it. Uh, she ended up starting started a band. This is weird. She supported herself by being a stripper and uh, an exotic dancer. And she ended up, wherever she went, first thing she'd do, like she, she was a, a stripper in, in Times Square in New York and stuff like that. And then she went to Taiwan and she done that. Um, Done that for a while. Ended up starting a band called the Pagan Babies, which, like kind of became Babes in Thailand kind of had members that when she left continued on and called themselves Babes in Thailand yeah uh, loads of acting jobs loads of acting jobs I remember that being a big thing with the people versus Larry Flint that like Courtney Love was in it and everyone got it because Courtney Love was in it we we didn't even know what Hustler magazine was in Ireland you know oh that was
1: a great film though
2: great film
0: yeah wasn't it super film Um, she was in she's in a movie with Joe Strummer and Grace Jones called Straight to Hell in 1987 oh no why? yeah really weird and uh, Andy Warhol seen the film and he was like I like the look of her and he invited her to uh, be on his TV show he had a TV show called 15 Minutes of Fame for a while Andy Warhol and um, she was also in the Ramones video for I Wanna Be Sedated which is Jesus. Yeah, no, yeah, it's mad, she like she was interested in being an actress, but music she I don't think she saw the difference between kind of music and acting. It was all just performance. And that was yeah. what she wanted to do, you know? Um so like I said, got going from like nineteen eighty seven, which was like two years before a hole even formed, and being in like a shit movie with Joe Strummer and Grace Jones, then to being That's mad. Yeah.
1: She's had, she's just like, I'm not saying that like she clings on to people with more talent, but like I, I genuinely think she is quite talented. Oh, yeah. But yeah she she seems to uh, just end up in play in mad places with the most talented people. Yeah, she she's definitely she's a fucking tornado. She's a whirlwind,
0: you mm-hmm. know, and she will always end up around interesting people. You know, She I always call her the fucking rock and roll Madonna, right? She's just mm. got this like she has this effect where like people want to work with her and then once they finish working with her, they're like, I'll never fucking work with her again. Like that's just not worth it, you know? But she got oh, what she needed. Night- out of Nightmare it. apparently. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, but like we're talking stripping, travelling, acting, music, um, st- theatre acting. She's got a clouding line. She's one of the first people to ever speak out about Harvey Weinstein in the early two thousands.
1: That's right, yeah.
0: Um, when, when she was asked about, like, you know, what what um, what um advice would you give up-and-coming actresses? And she said, like, if everyone ever invited to a Weinstein party in such-and-such such hotel, do not fucking go. Like... Yeah. And, <laughs>
2: on, a, on, on
1: the red carpet or something, didn't she? On the red
0: carpet in front of everybody. It was sued into yeah. fucking oblivion, apparently, after that as well.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's...
0: Yeah, um, she's won That's brilliant, though. Yeah, she's and me gave an award for uh, influential uh, alternative culture singers as well. Um, I just think for people of my age, she will be one of the the big spikes in the kind of linear line of kind of uh, yeah. female influence for me. Um,
1: Massively hated by most. By most people, and
0: you know what? Looking most back in gir- the a now, lot of girls as well. Looking back in it, like how we're all right. You know what I mean? there's yeah, a couple of savage songs but I like there were
1: only good albums right. I think there's still good albums to be honest
0: Yeah, the, the for, the I, I am for, actually a fan Hill yeah. um, I like a lot and then this, uh, she went she tried to have a, a solo career and then it didn't work and then she kind of no. she released the the album that was meant to be a solo album as a whole album but it had none of the original yeah, members yeah. on it and stuff that was, that was like I, I, I
1: posted one good song after but yeah no it's not it's not really <laughs> The whole thing seems,
0: as I said, a, a whirlwind and a tornado, um, in human form. And um, she seems to be kind of settling down and kind of getting her shit together a little bit more recently. But she does, uh, she does, just kind of f- fall off um, to, to, to the media's fucking um, interest a lot as well. Yeah. But listen, that's Courtney love. Um, I, I big fan as a young fella. Definitely introduced me to the idea of uh, kind of female alternative rock bands and bands that had like definite kind of heavy influence. Um, but as time went on, seeing her as, as an actress and stuff like that, and she can actually fucking act like she can actually, and, and knowing yeah. that like that mad life story is behind her as well, uh, definitely adds kind of depth to the character. Um, so who's your next one?
1: This is my last one, I think, is mm, yes. it is Madonna. Madonna, yeah I am Madonna. influenced by Madonna, a lot You do like Madonna I do, um, and I have a lot of time for it. in the later years up to recently I think that she has scrambled a bit to, for relevance when she doesn't need to do it as, as a sort of shame, not shamefully, what's the word I'm looking for mm. a bit uh, gracelessly Sometimes, and this has nothing to do with, like, shown skill. That's one thing that noises the shit out of me. You go, mm. why is Madonna still dressed in skimpy outfits? Because she can do what she wants. It's exactly. not that. It's just the music. I'm, I'm literally talking about the music. Got behind. Madonna was always a beat ahead. Yes. But then it became on the beat, which was fine. But then a beat behind, and then three beats behind. <laughs> became, oh, no, 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 no. Stop, 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 stop. Yeah. This is bad. This go is back, bad go name. back, go back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So madonna louise Cacone is her is her name mm. and uh she built up in the 80s a vault of disgraceful bangers oh like, yeah 100 like i genuinely love some of those songs i think they're some of the most well-written songs mm. i can like for me when people mention whitney houston and stuff like that and i don't know anyone from the 80s like that, that was a powerhouse, I just always go back to Madonna. Yeah, even... Paula
0: Abdul and that like that grand, yeah, but like, yes, where are exactly, they yeah. now? Paula, like...
1: Paula Abdul, yeah, yeah, exactly. But um, I was going to say Cindy Lauper, but that's more actually what I'm talking about. Yeah. That, that punk element might have been as you call it, like, Barney the Dinosaur version of punk yeah. and rock. But at the same time, though, I don't mind it because yeah. I, I love an aesthetic of rock and and a kind of rock and roll and punky kind of thing yeah with pop stuff and i'm not afraid to admit that i know what it is and i know what they're trying to do they're casting the net out large Of course, they're casting it but the thing about it is i love all parts of that net yeah so it's not like they're catching me at one part of it like when that net when that net gets thrown out there i'm like looking at all the bits of it going i love all this give me that net into this more net please more net madonna has really dark songs like justify my love yeah and even if you listen to like a virgin it's creepy not just lyrically like the Mm. music creepy listen to those opening that's a creepy scent creepy yeah. as fuck everything like that i have sort of i couldn't pinpoint now to, to try and tell you um what how she's influenced any in music i've done with all my two songs like <laughs> but i know i know there's something in there yes that i've always carried to and and i always are carries through and i always genuinely once a month go back and listen to like her greatest hits is mm. her great her greatest hits volume one is very good it's very well it's one of those really well structured greatest hits yeah this is,
0: you, the, 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 you there know is such ones, a thing as a really good well put together it's not necessarily linear it's just play, the song placement's correct yeah,
1: exactly yeah yeah and sometimes like you, you want to avoid some of the filler and she has got filler oh. so um madonna built up like i said a vault of those bangers and then when people thought this is the end of Madonna. We're coming into the 90s. Mm. No. She created, from what went, like, what would be considered sexual in the 80s to hypersexual in the 90s. Yeah, I remember that book. But a real erotica, yeah. Yeah, I mean, Uncle a real, had Like, a real fucking handle on the whole thing. Like, a yeah. businesswoman handle. Yeah. Not just throwing it out there and hoping for the best. Mm. This was seriously, like basic instincts kind of clever using sexuality in a very artistic way although that's not what i'm saying about basic instinct i'm saying it was just it wasn't as nine and a half weeksy or yeah yeah. or maybe it was a bit nine and a half weeksy actually there was this thing in the 90s of using what you could get away with more sexually Mm. but in an artistic way and i think she did that so much as well it was a black and white book like yeah (laughs) but the song erotic is incredible yeah and uh she always pushed, she was always controversial. When you think about it, she had to get more controversial every time, but she kept it within the limits. It's almost like WWF Mm. would get away with just what they could. And then in a few months, they will try a little bit more. And then a few months again, they never just went full bore into it. Like, Mm. do you know what I mean? Yeah. It was already controversial in the eighties when they were doing mad shit in WrestleMania. Yeah. But then in the nineties, it was raw. And in the nineties was erotica for Madonna. Do you know what I mean? Just keeping up with, you have to keep going with it but she has a legacy of reinvention that Mm. only is matched by maybe like Cher Mm. or so many other people can do it but Madonna's always the reinvention queen I think Mm, genuinely like she's she always has her cars in the right place except I have to be honest with you in the last world which I just really don't know know what she'd be at half the time really yeah it's 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 very wishy-washy the last the last uh but to be to be fair, I think that the my one of my favorite things about Madonna is the relentlessness of what she did in the eighties. Oh yeah, she was nonstop. Yep, she didn't bore out. and that takes a strength that is uh, is crazy. One hundred percent. I didn't check. I, I wanted to check before this. I so just not got a time how many gigs she would have done in the eighties, and like, and then try and break it down to how many gig like, per year. Yeah, stuff like that. I know everyone did that, but. While well, she has to try and like focus on keeping ahead of the curve, yeah, and taking a load of shit off, I don't know parental groups and stuff like that. Oh, so
0: yeah. and obviously listening ahead and seeing like what what's the current style, what's what's happening yeah. in music, like, what's coming and she, up.
1: She had help. She had help. Oh, she yeah, really of more before for the Frozen album. I added the song, the song mm. Frozen, because I remember when that came out, I was like, holy! Sh- everyone went, oh, she did yeah. it again. Yeah, she did it again. So a few little facts before I finish up about mm. Madonna. She has which is the, afraid of dinosaurs. You would think so. <laughs> you would think so, but it's a fear of thunder. Really? Yeah, thunder and lightning. Fuck you, thunder! You can suck my dick. Um, she went for the role of uh, in the, of the singer and bodyguard. That okay. She better by Whitney Houston. Um, yeah. I think Whitney Houston's better for that role.
0: Yeah, 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 definitely. I could, I could sing that song.
1: Saz Mads. Yeah. Saz. She was the first one of the first female artists to embrace the whole music video thing with videos from like Mary Lambert and David mm. Fincher. So like I said, at some stage, I think around the I the last song I really liked by her was Hung Up, which mm. was the Alice Sample. It's when she but that was when she was sort of mimicking what Carly Minogue was doing.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um everyone was though.
1: Yeah. Kylie Minogue did this brilliant like just comeback, just brilliant comeback, one eighty, and everyone went shit. Like it's such a, it's such a bizarre comeback that we can only copy. It. We can't go ahead of that. We yes. don't know what's ahead of this yet. Exactly. Yeah. So that comeback was just this nineties dance, but it was like if you go back and listen to Hung Up or, uh, fucking the the, the the Kylie Minogue song and the Hot Pants and all that. It's great. It's uh, a banger. Yeah. Yeah. You know the one I'm talking about. Spin me that, around. That, there yeah, they, that doesn't have that. It does have a little bit of those 90s instruments where oh, yeah. you can forgive them. Not as much as like Michael Jackson's Dangerous which I still c- can't get over how untimeless some of those beats are. Yeah. But that's the last time that that was her at her keeping up stage yeah, rather than jumping yeah, ahead. Yeah, yeah, And now I am not going to lie to you I haven't listened to a Madonna song in a while because she keeps being in the the news for saying something silly yeah or yeah. something daft and know, the, or, 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 and
0: again this happens to a lot of artists as well where um yeah they just for some reason just out of the loop enough they got to say something they think is controversial that'll get them some press time uh they still think and they're kind of you know there's thing as bad press type of thing and but there is yeah. now there definitely is now you can there, just is, there is there is now, now, yeah. now you yeah, know yeah and uh, a lot of them seem to just think they can um, <coughs> case in point someone like Morrissey who takes on the the role of going back to the WWF WWE takes on the role of a baddie you know the, yes. I'll be the Iron Sheik and I'll say a lot of outlandish shit that like 20 see, years ago would so have got me to cover an NME and a big article see, now it's just getting me cancelled
1: badly that works out it does. doesn't
0: work anymore and that's because they're surrounded by fucking mutants they're surrounded by yes people you know what I mean and um, the thing about
1: the thing about when people, the worst thing about when someone comes out with that is my brain instantly goes, what was their last song? Exactly. Or what was the last of the music? And if it wasn't in for a few years, I'm like, You're a scrap heap for you. Uh, if, exactly. Not, or else just give yourself a break and retire. You've do done that. so much. You've, you've done absolutely you've, done enough. You've done 10 times more than most people. Exactly. 10 times. So now what you do is if you, Madonna years ago, I think should have just gone acoustic yeah or are, are, are just broke the music down to something a lot more simple i think yeah. i've said that before and just or start working with producers who young producers like she did with william orb at that time um to do the frozen album mm. but stop uh stop in two steps behind yes because do you know what happens is if you if like the biggest things right now are stuff like wap mm and stuff like that but that, i can't copy that because no. that is uh just, just can't, just do can't. i mean much. she tried with the, to, the britney it's, spears it's, kiss thing was like the yeah, last yeah no big... but it's nothing to do with age it's just what uh, so much speak of a certain yeah like age yeah it, it would just be
0: and style like, that's not going to work a, for an elderly white woman yeah it's yeah. not it's not for her
1: so sh- i i honestly think that she could do, do that this is the thing about Dolly Parton. <laughs> jeez. <Jesus laughs> <This>, no. This <laughs> is the thing about Dolly Parton. is she looks the same music. Didn't fuck around. Yeah. But but she had the uh she had Nashville and all to to you don't have to do much there. Yeah. But yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna look up now. now the we'll mim work tomorrow and if I get a bit of a chance to, to look and see what Madonna's been up to. I forget, can I find a Madonna banger from the last five years. Maybe ten years, let's say ten years. Let's say ten years. Maybe. Maybe, but a lot of it's, skimming involved now, it's not it's now a stage of grasping however 80s 90s and even a touch of the early 2000s yeah absolutely killing it
0: yep absolutely
1: and I think she's given way more and I don't think she I know we, we've we said you know something I didn't really want to say which is like either strip back or retire mm. but she's she's taken too much flack from my liking. like she has worn clothes that people have like gone uh, you know like they've, they've really gone in with the camera going look yeah. you, tell you like, this is horrible and all that shit shit is a stupid stupid dopey talk yeah and that kind of stuff annoys me i don't really care what age anyone is when they do mm-hmm. anything but me and you are about music and there's no faking that exactly there's no there's no there's no fucking around with that exactly. so who's your next one who's your last one my
0: last one is queen latifah yeah she's brilliant Queen Latifah is fantastic. Um, Born Dana Owens in 1970 in New Jersey, signed with Tommy Boy Records, one of the biggest kind of hip hop labels of all time. In 1989, debut album "All Hail the Queen." Same year, uh, multiple film roles, television roles. Had her own daytime talk show. Um, she was the first hip hop artist to get a Hollywood Walk of Fame star in 2006. Um, one of the f- first and most influential feminist rappers, um, would we'll talk about topics such as domestic violence, harassment, relationship issues, equality. First ever rapper to perform at the Super Bowl halftime show, um, jumped between hip hop and soul and jazz. Um, wow. she had this kind of weird, even from her first album, people would kind of call her the queen of hip hop jazz. Um, and She definitely she definitely influenced not just female MCs, but definitely influenced uh, so many kind of up-and-coming artists. like People like Naughty by Nature and I would always quote, Queen Latifah's been a massive influence on them. Uh, the fact that she would chop up all jazz records and soul records as opposed to creating just these kind of harsh, kind of run-DMC-style kind, of, kind of beats. Mm. Um, she would go chopping all records up for samples. And because of that, they got this lovely kind of smooth albums offering you you would have bangers in there as well you're standing kind of late 80s early 90s kind of fucking shit that was in there as well because it was it was fashionable at the time um but definitely had a big love affair with singing um to the point where she started releasing singing albums she just kind of moved on from hip-hop decided you know what i've done hip-hop uh, people know i can rap i'm known as a rapper um and start singing doing jazz albums and soul albums um has a new um put out another hip-hop album called say, all hell the queen Two. i don't know if that's out yet it might be out yet i need to check because i actually want to listen to that um going back to our hip-hop roots um <coughs> started a makeup line for women of color as well, because she saw that that market wasn't being fulfilled enough. That yeah, yeah. 99% of the makeup companies were aimed at fucking Caucasian females. Mm. So she was like, where's where's the stuff for, for fucking black women and brown women? So went out and created it. Has written books. Uh, has produced movies. She's made seven albums. She's been in around 40 movies. She's actually, she's been nearly more of an actress now than a musician. Um, is what she'd been known for in the kind of po- current zeitgeist. But she's definitely a fucking musician, first and foremost, in, in, in my mind. 24 TV shows. Um, <coughs> Powerhouse. Powerhouse yeah. of a woman. Like, has literally dabbled in fucking everything artistically. I'd, lo-
1: I'd love to be, I'd love to not, I'd love to, A, be that talented, but then also not be scared and just do it. And just do everything, yeah. but also have the control to do everything right.
0: Yeah, well, she's. I mean, listen. In movies, you always take wrong turns. Do you know what I mean? You ah, always. Mo- uh,
1: hang on, hang on. Movies doesn't count. Exactly. If you're uh, crossing over from a stream, take that money. You you can't be in control of, of something that everyone else is in control. Exactly. No, something where there's thousands of people uh, have a no,
0: finger no, in it. No, exactly. No, no, when different. it comes to the music, um, she seems to be very hands-on, you know. And as I said, going from that hip-hop culture straight into the jazz and soul and the things as well is very, very interesting. Very interesting. Uh, she's one of the people who was affected by the Universal Fires of 2008 as well. So a lot of her old masters and stuff are gone. Um. Which is a kick of the balls so, out like we're gonna to have to do a podcast on that as well, on that fire at some stage. That's a big that's a big thing.
1: I was thinking of it, yeah. Yeah, we we, we met we've talked about it a few times. Yeah. I just don't know how we would approach it and in, way. In yeah, I don't way. know. Because, and I, I would have to do a
0: lot of reading about Because it has all of it.
1: It hasn't done too much damage in terms of <laughs> has it? Is it is that mean things can't be a lot of things be
0: ma- can't be remastered and stuff like that remastered because they, um, and, and uh, like a lot of stuff is going to be out there in the world like obviously all her original albums you can buy now on LP or CD but if they wanted to go back and do a full remaster job and that would be incredibly difficult because they'd have to be taken something from a mastered finished yeah. product you know all the multi-tracks are gone that kind of stuff you know um, the original tapes are gone so uh, the original of the species of a Thousands, if not hundreds of thousands, of albums are just lost, lost now. Unless there was some random miraculous backup, which there probably wasn't. Yeah. But the archival versions of those albums are gone. You know, and uh, she was a victim of that as well. Um, I I just think Queen Latifah is one of those people who's like I said, a powerhouse. She stands tall in music, stands tall in TV, stands tall in movies, um.
1: She's kind of effortlessly cool when she talks. She's, she's, exactly. She has a
0: voice. Exactly. It's one of the first, first um, people to be talking about stu- stuff like fucking equality in music and <clears throat> like sexual harassment. and Even the song I picked, uh, Unity, um, she's talking about people fucking cackling her and shit like that, you know? Like there wasn't too many people doing that before. Um, She's a big deal. And let's just leave it yeah. at that. That's Queen yeah. of FIFA. Um, folks that was it thank you very much for sticking around with us um, I'm going to do a big cough <coughs> how about that because water went down the wrong way I don't like that when water goes down the wrong way um, we shall be back in a week or two with a fresh one for you um, I hope you enjoyed that you can go to patreon.com forward slash lost our podcast if you want to support us it's a couple of quid every month helps us pay the bills and we have a Ko fi as well if you want to just donate money um, tip us for our work which again is an uh, added bonus because um, it costs money to run this And you hear this every week it costs money to do this if people could everybody who listens us a couple of quid we would have no problem um, banging out these all the time um, sometimes there are financial issues and I uh, have to pause paying of the hosting or something like that till a week later and that results in a show coming out a week later but again these are us problems but um these are those problems that can be resolved by you at home yeah. so thank you we will talk to you again in a couple of weeks oh, We should. Uh, we're gonna be you're doing a thing on the 30th of october i'm doing a thing on the 30th of october I'm we're, doing a, yeah
1: it's what we do we're
0: back yeah we're, 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 how about this we're spinning back up to uh maybe doing some live events so we uh, both yeah, of us have something not, in there's october no,
1: there's no way we're not going to do lost our Live soon enough
0: yeah, exactly. Well but the look of it looks like November, December we're gonna start doing uh just live DJ nights. Um the two of us together. I don't know whether it'll be much talking shy. show you'll get that face to face with us. We'll sit down and you can buy us a point, how about that? Um but uh, yeah, it looks like we're gonna be doing a few bits and bobs. That's it. We'll be back in a week or two with another one for you. Uh thanks very much for listening.
1: Good boy.